It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. Happy Ferg Friday, everyone. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. We're going to start this show off different than we have any other podcast. Okay. I have something to give you. Oh, what is it? Oh, uh, here. Let me. Let me. Let me get it real quick. No, this is. This I is want to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What did I just hand you, Jay? You just Ferg? handed me a fantasy football trophy. And this is this is a big honor because I have never won a fantasy football league, at least not one without a tro- with a trophy. And so I am. Well, it's about two feet tall. Yeah, it's a big plaque with a, an the, armchair quarterback. The armchair quarterback. The, the armchair quarterback is, is perfect. Like yeah. I am, I am, I am very honored to to have this now. A um, lot of a uh, lot of legendary names on there. Oh, for I'm sure. on there a few times. You're, you're Noah Gardner, friend of the program's on there. Yeah, Zach's on here three times. Chris so. uh Jeremy, my buddy's been on here a few times. He's my buddy up in Birmingham. And then uh at the top right it's it's scratched out due to controversy, but friend of the program Christian Page, uh, yeah. that, that that was him there. So Yeah. That was before I got in the league. So uh, I, yeah, I, that, you you didn't get to live through that drama. But yeah, <laughs> wild stuff. No, congrats. Sorry it took so long. Jeremy had it and he came down this last weekend and brought it. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to give that to Jay Ferg. So, oh man. Hey, this is gonna this is gonna look great in my apartment. <laughs> sure, man. It definitely is. You gotta get it engraved though. That's your responsibility. Okay, got it. So can do. Uh, all right, so uh, you've been putting up great stuff. Um on uh, on on the Auburn Observer, of course. But first things first, let's talk about signing day. Obviously, and let's have this conversation with the assumption that Auburn lands um, Jarquez Hunter mm-hmm. Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a pretty safe assumption at this point. Nothing's guaranteed in recruiting, but that has been yeah. trending to Auburn for for quite some time right. now. Um, you know, I think the big takeaway for this class is like it, it's not when when you look at the national rankings, you're like, oh, this isn't great, but like, man, it could have been a lot worse for Auburn. The fact that they were able to pick up. Six guys, yeah. and have and have room to get 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 some more here down the stretch, but they feel like they're going to. I mean, that's a big deal because any little bit helps um, when you're talking about this roster moving forward. This is still a talented roster, but like the effects of this coaching change and what this meant for this recruiting class, they're not going to be felt for two or three years down the road, right? Because there's still a lot of good stuff around it, a lot of higher higher powered classes, but yeah. Um, I think Auburn went out and did the best that they could in this situation where you look and say, okay, most of the early signing period, all your blue chips are almost pretty much sealed up. Right. Most, most of the work is already done for the bigger teams. Go find some three stars that fit into your program and guys that you feel like want to be developmental pieces for the future. Go find another Daniel Thomas. Go find another Roger McCurry. Go find a, 
Um, you know, go find a Booby Whitlow. Go find somebody like that in this class. And I think that's what they 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 focused on. I think they've got some good candidates out of that. Who who are some of the three star guys? Kind of the tier two players that a lot of people would see them as Plan B guys for Auburn that could end up making a really big impact on this roster. You got I, a few? I like Jawan Gaston a lot. Sure. And the big thing that helped me with Jawan Gaston, where I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's got it. Um, he told reporters after he signed on, on on Wednesday that he wants to be the next Daniel Thomas. He specifically said, like, I want to be like that guy. You know, kind of underrated, safety coming out of Montgomery. Those guys are all close. That, that public school uh, system is. Uh, the, the guys who come out of the football programs over there. And just come in and say, hey, I don't want to be like, it's not like, hey, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be, you know, Smoke Monday or Jamie and Trevor's like, no, I want to come in and be Daniel Thomas. I want to develop and, and grow and get to the point that one day I'm playing in the NFL and I'm a draft pick, yeah. even though, you know, most people didn't think at, coming out of coming out of high school, it'd be me. He's a ball hawk. He's a hard hitter. Uh, I like I like his physical makeup at safety. It's just going to be, can he get better? Can he grow? It helps to have Derek Mason uh, coaching you. So, Yasin's a big one for me. And. I think the other one is just because of what he means to the roster. Uh, Kobe Smith, he's a mountain. The tackle, yeah, six foot eight. Uh, he's got really good, really good size. If you watch him on film, he's a lean six eight too. Yeah, he's a lean six eight. He's got a lot of athleticism. You know, I think a lot of the the, the technique and the and the finer points that you learn early on in your career as a, to be a college lineman, that's going to have to come. Mm-hmm. This dude played. De- this dude played defensive line and was like getting in the backfield pretty regularly. He can move. Yeah, plays basketball as well. I think he's a good piece for down the road. He's a borderline. Three four star two four seven has him as a four star. We're counting them as a four star. Yeah, let's count them as a four star. Um, look, it's a blue chip, quote unquote, offensive lineman yeah. out of out of a uh, offensive tackle out of high school. Auburn hadn't had one of those since Austin Troxel. Like that's that is a that is a big deal because this this uh, this team needs more youth and more talent uh, uh, along that offensive line. You know, everybody's talking about. He's the first offensive tackle that that um, that Auburn's gotten since seventeen. Jeremy Minton, he listens uh, he listens to the show a ton. He um, he pointed out that Tate Johnson played tackle, even mm-hmm. though he was recruited as a guard. Yep. So technically, technically Tate was a tackle, right? And, and there's the other thing that like um, Cam Stutz was a tackle in high school, but he's played nothing but guard here. Sure. So like that's. There is that flexibility. You look at Colby, like he is a he is a D one tackle. And the interesting thing is that um yesterday in the release that Auburn sent out of all their guys that they've signed so far, they mentioned Garner Langlo, who signed in the early period as a tackle. Now he played guard in high school and tackle. He's six seven. He's got the body to play tackle. Yeah, he's six seven. I think he's two eighty. He's listed at two eighty. So he's got he's got some he's got some weight to put on sure. at the SEC level. But like if Auburn can say, hey, those are two tackles that we've got, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. On yesterday's locked on Auburn, I said if I had to pick one guy, especially of the you know, the the six that signed on signing day, mm-hmm. if I had to pick one guy to have like multiple years starting for the Auburn Tigers, I'm picking Colby. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of position. Like after after this group of linemen, these upperclassmen, they they either go pro or they leave. He's like he's probably the guy for two or three years. Yeah, I mean he he is he's he's one of those dudes that I think with the right development and he could be a starter, a good starter. That's because he's got physically he's got what it takes. It's just a matter of like it's something I I pointed out uh, the other day to somebody. You know, you think about how good Alabama's offensive linemen have been. Yeah, 
you in the Saban era, they've only had one start as a true freshman and like be really good at the beginning. That was Jonah Williams. And like all those dudes, they needed time to develop. So if you're playing from a little bit farther back in the recruiting cycle and the recruiting rankings, you need to you need to give those guys some time to grow. I also also, you know, big fan of uh, Tarvarish Dar- Tarvarish Dawson. Yeah. Um just to get his versatility, the fact that he's another South Florida dude with a ton of speed that played quarterback in high school and has really good agility and can be a return man. It's like, oh, Auburn's had pretty good success with dudes like that in the past. Sure. Um there's a there's a good little run there. And um I think I think he I think he really, really um, has, has great upside at Auburn. It's just going to be kind of where he fits. Yeah, he looks like a Ryan Davis type of guy to me. Looks like a Ryan Davis type of guy. He's got a little bit of that straight line speed that you like to have, like Ricardo Lewis, very similar kind of backgrounds yeah. there. Um, so there's there's a lot to like about that. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. We only have one more chance to bet on football for this 2020 season. And I know that you want to jump in and kind of get your fill, get your fix for the next several months, and you can do that at betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Tons of prop bets, tons of, uh, you know, who's going to be the first player to score, the last player to score, um, all kinds of things. Uh, Will Andy Reid say the word burger in the broadcast? Or which head coach will you see their nostrils first? All kinds of fun things um, at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action. It's the biggest game of the year. You want in on it. You want a stake, and you can do that. Uh, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. So just to kind of talk people off the ledge here, you put up a story Thursday morning about roster management, where Auburn sits with scholarships, all that good stuff, and kind of talking about how long certain guys have their eligibility to. Mm-hmm. And with that, if Auburn was to have a year where they really fell off in recruiting, it really works out that it was this year. Yeah, yeah, because like there's a chance, and not everybody's going to take it the same way, but there is a chance that the the freshman from the 2019 class that you redshirted, uh, the kids in tw- the freshman you brought in in 2020, and these incoming kids in 2021 are all going to be on the same eligibility clock now, because 2020 didn't count. So like now you're playing with this is a young roster. Yeah. If these guys can maximize now, not everybody's going to do that. Everybody knows the Tank Bigsby's three years and done, mm-hmm. right? Everybody know, like. Smoke Monday and, and Roger McCurry technically have two years left to play in college. Owen, Owen Papo would have three. We know that those guys are not going to going to max it out, but the potential is there. The pieces are there, especially when you get into the guys further down on the depth chart, the red shirt guys. You're going to give these guys more time to develop, and yeah, you're right. It is it, it has worked out. And really, if you look at the balance of this roster in terms of where they are in recruiting, the only spot that kind of takes you where you're like oh that's that might not be good is the fact that on the offensive line more than half of your offensive linemen right now 
are have uh, at most two years of eligibility left. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a big exodus at some point on the offensive line. That may not be bad. If you reload it properly, that may be a you good gotta, thing. you got to reload it properly. And here's one thing. Brian Harson said on Wednesday, offensive line was one of the three position groups they were specifically targeting to help fill out the rest of this, this class. They could use some transfers who have maybe two, three – well, not two, but three – Years of eligibility, yep. four, you know, four with some experience. Bring those guys into the play and try to backfill for the fact that over the last couple of years they have not gotten very many high school offensive linemen um, because you don't want to hit hit a situation where oh yeah we've we've developed these guys down the list but there's only eight or nine of them now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's hard to live like that as as an offensive line in the SEC. And then in general, you just got to get more talent. We know that that is the place where Auburn is farthest behind. The rest of the championship contenders in college football when it comes to talent. So you made a, a spreadsheet. Is this is this a subscriber only thing? The spreadsheet? Yes. Okay. So you um The you, link is. Yes. Yeah. You don't have you don't have Grant Loy on there. Did I miss that? Is Grant Loy gone? I think Grant Loy is gone. Okay. I, and I can't let me I'll have to I will have to double check on that. Um but Grant I don't Loy, mean to put you on the spot, yeah, but yeah. Th- that surprised me. Grant Loy Grant Loy was a senior last year, correct? I believe he was. Yeah, he was a grad transfer. Right, he was a grad yeah. transfer and a senior. Yesterday, Brian Hartson said the guys who have said that they are coming back who are seniors are the ones that you know the, that are that are going to be back. So that would not only rule out Grant Loy, it would also rule out Tyrone Truesdale. We haven't heard anything about him, but the fact that we know that TD Moultrie is back, uh, Trayvon Leonard's uh, opting back in, Devin Barrett's back in, and he's a running back now, which is a really big deal, I think, for all. I love that. Um, and uh, there's another one that I'm blanking on. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Chandler Wooten is back as well at linebacker. Right. Um, so that would rule out Loy. Now, as I said, that's unofficial subject to change. If Grant Loy pops up and we're like, oh, he's still here, you know, you can update it with that. But yeah, that's a uh, that, that's a really good question. Uh, I had I had been working under the assumption that he was not back. Sure, but. We always double check. I mean, we always see the sappy tweets, right? Like, all right, I'm right, gone. Exactly. Like, Thank it, you, Grant Loy, for you, telling us. And you got some of that from like when, like, Kurt Sandberg left, right? But then the fact the that end like, of a, a, an era. I mean, the the fact that we didn't get anything like that from Tyron Truesdale was interesting because we got it from pretty much everybody else on that defense. Well, there's some stuff on. I don't know if it's on Twitter or the Auburn undercover board or what, but there was some there was some rumblings that. Truesdale may be back, but right. then like that disappeared. So I w- and yesterday it was the question was asked. It was like I think it was Bill Cameron who asked him that. It was like, uh, okay, we know Moultrie's back, we know Wooden's back, we know Trayvon Leonard's back. Who else is back? If Barrett's back, who else is back? If anybody and and Harson was like, those are the guys. Okay. We don't anticipate any more coming back. Bill Cameron knows Auburn's depth chart better than anyone. He like he, he like updates it every day and like keeps it in his bag. His depth chart puts mine to absolute shame. I like, mean, he, he spent years like I think he like crafted it like twenty years ago, and he's yeah. just like updated the same file for like yes, yes, twenty years. Yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things where like I would love to like buy it from him and yeah. just be like. Yes, I will. I want to reference this because it's amazing. I would pay for that service if he just updated oh, like a Google Drive or something. Oh I would pay for that. And and he uh, he has a um, you know in spring ball spring ball is his time to rock. Like when he like he kills it. He starts getting in. He starts the drive is muskless in radio during spring practice. Oh, absolutely. Because he'll like read boards and talk to people, and then like he'll adjust it. It's like what did Bill hear about the cornerbacks or yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, be sure to check that out. But yeah, so, all right. So uh, I'm sure this has been a fun off season for you. 
so far, I mean, you and I have talked about this before, this is going to be the most exciting and eventful offseason that we've covered at Auburn in the last decade, right? Yeah. And so looking at it, like the storylines now, I think now that you have signing the signing class in, I think the big talking points, who's starting in the front seven? Mm-hmm. Th- that to me is the biggest storyline of the offseason for and me. And it is a massive, especially when you talk about the edge rushers and the defensive line. Dude, there's a logjam, man. There are so many guys, and then it's like, where do they fit? Where does a dude like Derek Alvin? Where does a dude like Colby Wooden fit? Like, what position do they see them at? Because there's so much versatility up there. And then you go get a guy like Aku Leota uh, coming out of coming out of Northwestern. He's a he's a an edge rusher with experience. You've I'm really got excited some, about him. He looks. I mean. I only got to watch just a kind of a few games of him of his film. He didn't uh, play a whole lot. Yeah, he didn't play a ton. But when he did, man, he was really, really fit at the Purdue game last season. He was a menace off the edge because he's very agile and very, like, he has good bend to him, I think. His first step is good, but, like, so it's always, like, so fast where, like, sometimes it takes him out of the play. Right. You have you have that, have that uh, you know, sometimes you get into that with pass rushers. But for Auburn, it's like, hey, so man. Jeff Holland. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like well, and then Jeff Holland really has been the last edge rusher for Auburn to be like I'm a sack guy. This is what I do, and yeah. that has been a criticism of Auburn's defense line, even in the good years. Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson covered for a lot mm-hmm. that they were natural pass rushers as power kind of guys that you could live without having that speed dude off the edge. This past year, you could tell that that made a really really big difference, especially when you got to third downs. Yeah, I mean, clearly. But you look at guys like, I think Zacoby and Owen both would be a great buck. But mm. they're so good at linebacker, you're not going to move them from there. But And you tried with T.D. Moultrie, and I think T.D. Moultrie is a guy that moving back to his natural position at linebacker in this system makes a lot of sense. Um, so, I mean, it's like, it's not a part, like, you can't just say, oh, well, it, well, it just, uh, you know, the, he checks all the boxes, it's going to definitely work. You know? Does Rocco Willis start at linebacker? So Rocco Willis is a Joko Willis. Uh, Joko, yes, yeah. thank you. Joko Willis is a really interesting case because he is going to play football this spring because because Independence moved their season back to the spring, yeah, uh, like most JUCOs did. Um, he redshirted that first year there. He did not play. He is going to play the spring season. We believe that 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 is a free year, like it was in you know uh, four year college football. There's a chance that this dude's coming in as Juco linebacker. He still has four years of eligibility left. So, like, you're getting a dude who has developed two years out of high school but still has the eligibility of a high schooler. Why are they letting him play spring football? Uh, just because I think it's because of the way the Juco system works. Like, he still needs to finish out that, that, that semester. I'm guessing that is what, it, what, what the case is there. Because you sign him right now. He's not in the early period. You're not getting him in for, for January. Sure. So he's going to be playing. Why would they the, want him playing a season, though? Just from like a durability standpoint. That's, I mean, that's I mean that's the thing with this, some of these JUCO guys. That you're gonna have to you're gonna have to look wait and see for this year. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. With the ever increasing uh, number of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or intimidating questioning? when they're just going to order the part just like you could with that thing in your pocket, probably what you're listening to this podcast on, your phone or your computer, whatever. Go to rockauto.com, and I don't know anything about cars or vehicles or anything like that, but they make it so easy with their interface as far as you, know, you pick out 
what you need, what kind of car you have, and it kind of gives you a few brands, and it's it's a great price. It's a great price because you don't have to pay the people that are ordering it for you a charge. You can order it directly from rockauto.com. Uh, the prices are the best in the business. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck or your SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jay Ferg with the Auburn Observer. What's going on at the Auburn Observer these days? We've talked about some of the articles you've put up. Yeah, a ton. Um, we've got uh, a story on the defensive line up that came up on Monday. Uh, some stories on Auburn basketball. Uh, well, that will continue uh, here through this stretch. Um, got the scholarship breakdown, as, uh, as Zach has, has pointed out, mailbag out on Friday. A lot of stuff coming up in the next few weeks where we are going to try to pick through what we've got going on because, man, spring football is a little over a month away, which is, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And you guys have stuff up pretty much every morning about 6 o'clock. I have an email hit my inbox. So mm-hmm. head over to auburnobserver.com. Sign up. It's worth every penny. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the best. The best. Card. I was having dinner with my, my neighbor earlier this week, and uh, we were just talking about Auburn stuff. And I asked him if he subscribed to you, and he does. There we go. And we were talking about, like, how good of a deal it was. So definitely, definitely recommend it. If you have not subscribed to the Auburn Observer, it's worth, uh, it's worth every penny. You, know, you do an outstanding job. Thank you. you, you you're talking about basketball. Um, hasn't been a good past seven days for the Tigers. No, it hasn't. I mean, you you had a first half against Baylor where you look pretty good. Second half where it's like, oh, this team might be one of the best teams we've seen in college basketball in a decade, and you're not you're not at that level yet. Then you go to Georgia, you, you come home and play Georgia, and I mean, it was very obvious. Um, Auburn was a step behind. They weren't prepared. They didn't look ready to play. Yeah. Chris Moore flat out said, "I think we took them for granted." And you score 86 points, and you stay in the game, and you you fight all the way to the end. But man, they're just giving them layups, man. It was it was they gave up 91 points in the team, and the mm. team was plus 22 plus 22 in layups, dominated points in the paint. Um, you know there are defensive adjustments and issues that they have to fix, and mainly when they're playing man to man defense, you cannot get beat so much off the dribble. Yes, Auburn's length and their shot blocking ability really helps them you know kind of bail them out at times yeah. but man if if a team is crafty enough to get around those those block attempts uh they're either going to put the ball in the hole or you're going to give up offensive rebound chances and georgia beat them exactly the way they were supposed to on on tuesday night so i guess the optimistic way to look at this is you travel to texas take take on what i think is the best team in the country yeah and then you come home short rest because you're playing the early games you're playing tuesday and then you were just tired. They looked tired. They looked worn out. They didn't yeah. look like they really wanted to and, play basketball. And Pearl mentioned that as well as part of it. Sure. I mean, with the combination of travel and just a quick turnaround. It's a brutal January for them. And then you've got an extra day now, instead of playing on Wednesday since you played on Tuesday, going into a, a home game against Ole Miss. Even though Ole Miss beat Tennessee earlier this week, that was a big win. They played on Tuesday as well. But 
I guess the the if you want to look at this through orange and blue glasses, it's they were tired. They should be more rested now. Yep. They're at home. They should be able to take care of business against Ole Miss. But Ole Miss is going to be confident. Ole Miss is going to be confident. I think one of the advantages you might have going into this game if you're Auburn is that Ole Miss is not a team that scores a ton. Yeah. Um. That you know yeah, they beat Tennessee fifty-two to fifty. I think. Yeah. Like that. That was the perfect game for Ole Miss. Now they're going to force a lot of turnovers. They're going to try to score on the inside. That that team on offense and defense is allergic to the three-point line. They just do not do not want to play out there. Um. So that's one one area where Auburn needs to take advantage. They're scoring. I mean, look, Sharif Cooper. You get after that game. After that game, you're like, man, Sharif didn't really have that that outstanding game. Oh, he was 17 and nine. Yeah, there's a reason why people are talking about him as a top 10 pick right now. Yeah. Um. So, hold on to him when you can. Yeah. Uh. So you're scoring at a really high level. You just got to fix that defense because here's what Ole Miss is going to want to do. They're going to watch film from what Georgia did and say we can do the exact same thing because we don't want to shoot threes. Now Georgia did a good job of hitting those hitting those threes when they were open, but right. like they don't want to do that. They want to get inside and 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 you know kind of you know bang down low and, and get things going. And again, as Painter likes to say on our podcast all the time, Kermit Davis has been a tough matchup for for Bruce Pearl teams uh, historically. Yeah, what's up with that? I, it's just I though Kermit's got his number, and it's it, he has been a hard he's been a hard one to figure out. Um, and th- these guys go way back. Yeah, um, sure. So it's a it's it's an interesting case. Uh, Auburn's gonna have to tweak and adjust. Like uh, Pearl said, if if we don't adjust from what we did against Baylor, we're going to lose against Georgia. We're gonna lose moving forward. They did not do that. They've got more time to make those adjustments because, buddy, I do not I do not envy those players this week at practice. Yeah, no, I'm sure you let them have it. Good gracious, they uh, are gonna get they're gonna get it. The the and the, I mean the sports world will be paying attention obviously to the Super Bowl this weekend. Auburn has two defensive backs playing for Tampa. Yep, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean. Um, Good luck, boys. Yeah, good luck. They've got their hands full. <laughs> They've got their hands full. Tyreek Hill popped for like 200 yards in the first half when they played in the regular season. So yeah, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill doesn't run anything. It doesn't run just slants. So uh, yeah, Carlton. He, Carlton's he gonna have, yeah, Carlton's gonna have a gonna have a time with him. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where he is, Mahomes is gonna be able to throw it to him. So yeah, be watching those guys because if if Tom Brady gets his seventh ring, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean will be a big part of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that defense, you look back to the Saints game, you look back to how they held on. I mean, they're peaking at the right time. Right. And and that was a de- that was a pass defense that was maligned for so long. And Jamel and Carlton, along with a couple other draft picks they made, ha- has helped kind of turn that around in, in Tampa Bay. Um, so, yeah. And they get to play at home, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool and weird. But, you know, the NFL... I can feel, feel the Illuminati kind of going, oh, we're playing in Tampa Bay this year. Oh, Tom Brady just so happened to be in Tampa Bay. Oh, the NFC has, is having a down year with quarterbacks. That'll be interesting. But, yeah. Of course Tom Brady's the first one to do that. Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's just like you can't you can't strip it anymore. So, either way, you're going to have Tom Brady, like, saying, hey, I can go to a new team and win a Super Bowl. It wasn't just the fact that I played on the Patriots. Or – Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and those guys are going to win their second straight Super Bowl, which doesn't those repeats don't happen very often. No, in the the NFL is very happy with what they have this weekend. Yeah. They are very very happy. Jay Fur, give us a uh, give us one more rundown quickly on uh, what folks can expect with the Auburn Observer and how they can sign up. Yeah, a lot of football analysis, a lot of basketball analysis, uh, a couple podcasts a week, one free one on the weekends. Uh, myself and Painter Sharpless, you can listen to that anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search Auburn Observer. And if you subscribe for six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year at AuburnObserver.com, you get the premium podcast as well. We put one up up of those on Thursday morning. Awesome, man! Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. Sign up; it's worth it. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yes, sir. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything happening 
over the weekend. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.